How fortunate they were to have yet another bright, warm autumn day, he thought to himself as he sat on the bench in Greenwich Village. Across the street, he could see the flow of customers come and go from Angela's shop. Perhaps it was another good night's sleep contributing to his take on the situation, but whatever the reason, he felt buoyant, eager, and filled with curiosity. He was here to ask questions he hadn't even yet formed in his mind. How do you ask someone if they were involved in the unexplainable? Especially when they weren't even there when it happened? Maybe he didn't really know why he was here. But here he was, in his hoodie and his sunglasses, sitting on the bench in the mid-afternoon light, anxiously waiting for the pointy hats and the wannabes to thin out before he ventured across the street. He must have lost track of those coming and going from the little shop among the other happenings and distractions on the street. He suddenly heard the shop bell ring and looked up to see her, standing in the open doorway with her hands on her hips. She stared at him directly as if to say, Are you coming in or not? Getting off the bench, he made his way across the street and followed her through the front door. Entering the shop, he noticed they were alone, so he removed his hood and shoved his sunglasses into the sweatshirt pocket. See? I knew you'd be back. She started as she took her place behind the counter. Well, I'm surprised to say you were right. And you look well-rested, too. Actually, I am. I've slept pretty well these past two nights. The dreamcatcher hang in your window okay? How do you know it hung in my window? He playfully challenged. Because you did? And because you're well-rested. Sure of that, are you? Did the pounding wake you up? The fact she knew about the pounding in the middle of the night suddenly unsettled him. Yes, but how do you know? I said that my customers were all pointy hats and wannabes. I never said I was. Then just what are you? He asked with great interest. Me? I'm the real deal, as they say. Now come on. Do you really expect me to believe? I don't care what you believe. I'm just glad to see it all worked out for you. And then she paused, as if lost in thought, and her expression changed to one of more concern. Okay, come back here. She reached across the counter and lightly grabbed his sweatshirt. Someone's coming, she said as she led him around the corner and back into the kitchen. It was Reggie's first opportunity to take in this behind-the-scenes glimpse into Angela's life. Much as he had seen two days before, it was a very dated kitchen with aging appliances and fixtures, yet spotlessly clean. The twin stoves were still covered in various pots and pans, all slowly simmering away on the low heat, making the kitchen feel cozy, even on this warm autumn day. But to his left, along the wall, was a small breakfast table with two chairs completely out of sight from the shop floor. They were old, once painted white, but well-worn with decades of use. She guided him down into the far chair as it groaned slightly in protest under his weight. From here, he faced toward the shop, but he was concealed from view by the wall behind the counter, and on his side, a refrigerator and a door he assumed led to a closet. I thought you didn't care who found out I was here, he asked with mild curiosity. Good for business, I think you said. That doesn't mean you want to be discovered. After all, you're the one with the hood and the sunglasses. Besides, right now I want them buying things, not distracted by the great Reggie Sinclair. So sit. And what makes you think I'll obey? There was a good-natured taunting in his voice. She looked at him with a great confidence. Because I'm going to give you a potion that immobilizes men, she said as she reached into the refrigerator behind her and pulled out a long-necked bottle of beer. She twisted off the cap and set it in front of him. It will also make you very susceptible to suggestion. Now stay. You are so full of it, he said, starting to laugh. But she snatched up the bottle by its long neck, and with her thumb over the opening, she gave it a quick, single shake. As she set it back down, she released the pressure in his direction, spraying him in the face. Okay, 
He instantly surrendered and picked up a dish towel off the tabletop, wiping the beer foam from his face. I'm sure they won't be long, Reggie Sinclair, she said with a smile as she hesitated in the doorway that led back to her counter. What do you say we just make it, Reggie? I don't go around calling you by your full name. That's because you don't know it. Even if I did, he started now realizing his disadvantage. Bradbury, she interrupted. Angela Bradbury. But Angela will be just fine, Reggie. She smiled softly at him, and then, on cue, the bell over the shop door jangled as new customers entered.